Deutsche Welle. Learning by ear. Listen up. Shape your future. Welcome to Learning by Ear and the second episode of our series about urban exodus called Against the Current. We're following the adventures of three young graduates who are looking for job prospects outside the city. Ben is 29 years old and has resigned from the civil service to fulfill his dream of putting his skills to the service of villagers. He has decided to go back to his village to set up a cooperative with his childhood friends Zaina and Baki. Zaina is an economist and Baki is a sociologist. They love each other. Since graduating, they have only had temping jobs. Baki is doing everything he can to emigrate to the United States. He hopes Zaina will join him as soon as he has a stable job. But Zaina doesn't think exile will bring salvation. In this second episode, we'll find out how Zaina tries to convince her boyfriend Baki to get involved in Ben's adventurous business plans. The three start looking into the project seriously. Hey Baki, Baki. Hi, hi Ben. I was looking for you in a usual place. Oh, uh, you're far away from the speakers here. At least we'll be able to hear each other. Yes, you're right. <sighs> Finally. You are out of breath. Are you okay? I spent hours at the photographer's. He was supposed to give me the photos at half past seven, but he really took his time. I had to run so as not to be late, and I haven't even got them. <sighs> but he promised to give them to me in half an hour. What are the photos for? I'm taking part in the green card lottery so I can go to the United States. Today's the deadline. Where's Zaina? I thought you would come together. I can't believe it. It's not like hard to stand people up. Did you read my plan? What do you think of it? Listen, I don't have much time. I have to pick up the photos and then I have to go back to the cyber cafe before lunch. Let's go to Zaina's to save time. Okay, let's go. I'm sorry, guys. I've got malaria. I hope you weren't waiting for me. Have you taken anything? Yes. Two more days and I'll be fine. But I'm feeling good already. Have a seat, Ben. Thank you. Well, now we're all together. Bucky, I'm dying to know what you think of this project. Me too. Well, to begin with, I'm impressed. To come up with such a project and try to put it into practice in this country, that takes more than courage. Don't you think it's doable? Considering all the barriers in this country, why do you find the strength to do anything in all these chaos? Have we got any other choice in our situation? Our generation has only one choice: to take things into our hands here, or <laughs> take the lazy route of exile. It's not laziness that pushes people to go looking for a better life elsewhere. And those who are deluded find out fast enough that it's a difficult route with unimaginable obstacles. Exactly. I'm ready to put a lot of effort into this project, but here, I belong here. And you say it very well, but a business plan should be less poetic and more sober. What about the contents? What do you think about that? I'm coming to that now. A business plan has to have clear and precise answers to certain questions. That's not the case right now. So is it a bad project or what? Uh, imagine we're in a meeting. I'll ask you a series of questions, and then I'll be able to develop the project. Do you mean you do not feel concerned? I think we need this distance. J just a second. Uh, hello. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, very well. Uh, I'll be there straight away. Uh, uh, I've got something urgent to do. So let's meet up in the park near the cyber cafe. It's come there in 20 minutes. Baki? Baki? 
Where are you going? Ben, what is he up to? Um, I have no idea. Photos or something. Come on, let's think about this project a bit as we walk. sure it will all work out, and I hope we'll be able to persuade Bucky. Zena, Ben, are you ready? Oh, there you are, Bucky. Yes, uh, let's sit down here on the grass and start. Hmm. This is the first time, by the way, that I lead such a project analysis on my own, from A to Z. So, what's the point of the project? To begin with, there are three premises. Firstly, almost all the young people from our village who have got good qualifications are here in the capital unemployed and without any prospects for the future. They have skills that are not being exploited. Secondly, at home in the village, our relatives are struggling against the elements with inefficient methods and pitiful resources. So thirdly, the result is poverty and not enough to eat. Okay, that's what's behind the project, your motivation. But what is it all about? What exactly do you want to do? I want to set up an agricultural cooperative with a team of young graduates so that we can put our skills to the service of the village. Uh, what will the cooperative do? It will sell our expertise to the villagers so they can use efficient methods which are both profitable and better for the environment. What will be the ideal result if the project goes as planned? The cooperative members will do their jobs within a context that is both paid and rewarding. Agricultural production and the commercialization of products will be better. There'll be no more food shortages. Living standards will be better. How are you planning on meeting these objectives? We need to find supporters first. I'm thinking of both of you two. The three of us have all the main skills between us. But the law also stipulates certain conditions. We'll need other people on the team. But first of all, we have to come up with a real business plan. What resources are you planning to tap into? We need fields, material and money. I don't know how much yet. Where will you find these resources? We'll find them. That's not an acceptable answer. I don't think the question is fair. Really? It's the logic of certain false NGOs which only exist to launder stolen money. This is not about finding the means before the project, but vice versa. We'll find the means. I don't know where yet, but I know one thing. A good project that is defended by people with skills and conviction always gets realized. We have to get away from all this consumer logic. The search for resources is part of all serious projects. We especially need the support of the villagers. What makes you think you can realize the project in the long term? We've got a lot of advantages. The cooperative will only have qualified and motivated members. The legal form of the cooperative is also an advantage. It's easy to manage and not expensive. And its structure will quickly be operational. Cooperatives have proven their efficiency everywhere. That's not true. In Africa, agricultural cooperatives have met with nothing but failure. Baki, you know that they failed because the cooperatives had been created by states and not by individuals. And the state never stopped interfering in their affairs. Resulting in no internal democracy or independent management. Yet, this is the minimum requirement for a real cooperative organization. We would be at the roots and helm of our initiative. I think the villagers will go for it, as will organizations interested in young business entrepreneurs, the rural world, and the struggle against poverty. The cooperative is defined as a grouping of experts proposing their services to the villagers. Does this clientele really want the proposed services? Nothing will convince me of the opposite. Maybe, but I need facts that can be verified objectively. If there's demand, it also needs to be solvent. 
Can the villagers pay for these services and do they want to? Is it fair and motivating? To begin with, we won't earn much money, that's for sure. But at least we'll be helping our village. And that cannot be priced. There's another problem. Who will finance the cooperative at the beginning? I've saved some money. Me too. I can contribute. Okay, now I can write up a business plan. But we'll have to go to the village to test its feasibility and viability. Will you come with us? Do I look like someone who'd let you down? Hey, stop. Please. You've given me a task. It's not finished. I plan to bring it to an end. Unless that bothers you. No, Bucky. I am really happy that you're investing your time in the project. Okay, please excuse me. I have to go now. Yeah, of course. Thank you very much. Zaina, I'll be back soon. Ben, do you know what he's up to? Please tell me what he's doing. <sighs> he's going to the cyber cafe. He wants to take part in the green card lottery so he can go to the US. Oh, and you let him go? Uh, Zaina! Zaina! That's how Learning by Ear ends today. Thank you for tuning in to the second episode of our series, Urban Exodus Against the Current. Don't miss the next episode to find out how the villagers like Ben, Bucky and Zena's project. If you want to listen to this program again or give us any feedback, visit our website www.dw-world.de forward slash LBE or send us an email at lbe at dw world.de. Don't forget to tune in next time. <laughs>